Just gonna run this dog to see if we can find any type of uh, human remains that are left. Listen to Where Secrets Go to Die, The Disappearance of Derek Hennigan. From the Detroit Free Press, a new podcast set in the woods of Michigan's Upper Peninsula. Available on Apple, Spotify, Freep.com, or wherever you get your podcasts. Hello, everybody, and welcome back to Pro Wrestling Quarterly. It's that time of the year. I'm Cliff Hickman here with BJ Lisko, and we're working our way to the Royal Rumble this weekend. <laughs> it's funny how we uh, we do all these uh, based around the four big ones in WWE, and that's probably what we're going to talk about the least <laughs> on this program. It's sort of evolved into uh, WWE taking the back seat, but... Um, but yeah, at least the, the Royal Rumble is coming up, which is my favorite pay-per-view of the year. Um, mostly because my friends and I can bet on it. You just randomly draw numbers and then, you know, <laughs> we sit there and, 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 and razz each other the whole time. So yeah, I do like, uh, but I do like the Royal Rumble even going back to a kid. I liked all the uh, the old classic Rumbles too. Absolutely. And this is one of those ones, I think this is a year I have no idea who's going to win. Like usually some years you can see who they're kind of grooming. This year I have no clue what's going to happen, nor have I... I've watched, like, since that Hell in the Cell debacle, I've watched maybe one show of main roster footage in four months, and I fast-forwarded through half of it. Yeah, I, I, I was telling you off the air, the I, I watched some clips on YouTube of, of various stuff, some of the women's stuff I've seen, and, uh, you know, some of the stuff that uh, Kevin Owens has been doing with Samoa Joe I've seen. Um, but, yeah, it's just been, like, little... Just brief clips, whatever, kind of uh, on, on the WWE site, you know, when they will we'll, we'll throw up a five-minute clip or whatever. If it's uh, on Instagram or if it's on Twitter or something like that, I'll watch it there too a little bit. But, yeah, it's been uh, – I, I, I haven't watched a full a full one either. There's so much else to watch now <laughs> um, that I am enjoying watching more than sort of the predictability of the WWE. So, Yeah, and we'll I guess we'll start at the top here. We'll get through the WWE stuff as quickly and as painlessly as possible. (laughs) Never thought I'd really be saying that, but that's where we're at. We've got Becky Lynch and Asuka, probably the highest profile match of anything on the card. I'm sure that'll be a good match. I mean, I like both of them, Um, and uh, I don't know that Asuka's going to win here. Uh, She's... uh, I believe she's won half of the women's tag champs, correct? With uh, Kyrie Sane. Yeah, I don't know that she's going to win here, but um, you never know. They might throw you. They might throw you a curveball. I mean, I'm sure the match will be good though. Like I said, the WWE Women's Division is the one sort of solid thing about their programming. I'll give them. Um, uh, it's usually not. Uh, it's it, there's not as much of a dip in that as, as there is some some of the other stuff. I completely agree with you. I think Oscar could win because Becky Lynch has almost run through. Everybody on mm-hmm. Raw, I think. And they do have a long-term story, which, you know, they don't do very well. Right. But Asuka's <laughs> been the one that's come out on top over Becky Lynch the, the past uh, over the past year in big matches, be it the tag match in December or be it even last year at the Royal Rumble. Mm-hmm. So they could do a long-term thing where Asuka wins and then WrestleMania is, can Becky Lynch finally beat Asuka? But we're probably giving them too much credit. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know that it's going to be that uh, quite that involved. But yeah, if I if, if I got if I got to make a pick here, I'm going to go with uh, Becky Lynch to retain. Probably the same because it makes no sense, and that's what they're going to do is the thing that makes no sense. <laughs> All right. 
Next up, U.S. Championship match from an in-ring perspective. This has the potential to probably be the most exciting match on the card, depending on time. Andrade mm. and Umberto Carrillo, uh, two guys that can really move. Yeah, this will be a great match. I, I like that they gave Andrade the uh, uh, the U.S. title. They did it on a uh, did they do it at Madison Square Garden? It was an televised show. Of course, it was an untelevised. Yeah, right. Why would you, <laughs> why why would you want to give Andrade <laughs> something on television? Yeah, why push him? I don't know. Um, Andrade is great though. Uh, this match will be really good. Hopefully, it doesn't get relegated to pre-show or which I'm feeling or it five will. to seven minutes is what you worry about with one right. of those type matches mm. where they can't do anything. Right. Exactly. Exactly. So hopefully they at least get uh, at least get fifteen minutes to uh, you know to tell a story and 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 show what they can do because yeah that is the makings to be the best match on the card if they give them the time. I'll tell you what's not going to be a great match and what's going to have plenty of time. Uh, Roman Reigns and King Corbin. Good lord, Corbin is still just hogging the main events. They keep trying different things with him. Take three hundred on this match. How many times we got to see this match? Like I'm so sick of this. Feud I don't want this match. Baron Corbin made me hit the fast forward button. When I say <laughs> I skipped parts of that one show I watched, it was him. I was like, I'm not listening to this guy talk. I'm not watching him wrestle. He stinks. Get him off my screen. Yeah, he's terrible. Um, I, I can't. I just. I can't. This. This is so just. Corbin needs to be a heel that just gets murdered somewhere, <laughs> or just gets you know, just gets trounced on. Roman Reigns, I feel bad that he's got to keep fighting Baron. He's Corbin. got to carry this stiff again it's, for probably twenty to thirty minutes. It's gonna be yeah. I I I Reigns is gonna win here, I think, um, but I I don't care. I don't care about this match at all. I'm no, sure I, I will. This will this yeah. If 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 if. if my buddies and I run out of beer. This will be the beer run match for sure. And I've held <laughs> off on Corbin, but when he started criticizing other programs on right. Twitter last week, you're kind of like, well, it's open season now. <laughs> because if you're going to do that, the master of the eight-minute chin lock, you know, you can't really talk about anyone else's work. <laughs> right. And I haven't seen a marked improvement from him in over two years. He's the same. They changed the gimmick. The, the wrestler is the same. You'll see bursts of athleticism with him. But by and large, he's kind of a product of a bygone era. The big, slow, lumbering guy that really isn't doing a whole lot in between the the ropes. Yeah, I'm 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 good on this one. <laughs> I, I I don't even yeah I, I I guess Reigns if I have to make a prediction on this, but I yeah you know, Reigns for the love of God, please. <laughs> hopefully, this is the last time we see this. Uh, uh, yeah, we, we, we see these two. Speaking this, of things no one wants to see, how about this next one? Poor Chad Gable, rebranded <laughs> Shorty G versus Sheamus, who, let's face it, even in his prime, Sheamus between the ropes was not great. This, this is, I, I yeah. This I mean, is a throwaway. It's a throwaway match for sure. And, I mean, I can't, again, Sheamus is going to stomp him. Cause it's it's probably match two back. or three minutes. Yeah, this seems like it's going to be, a uh, yeah, uh, just, a, just a card filler. This could either be uh, on the pre-show or just, like you said, just a five-minute match. Um, I'd rather, if it's going to be that, I'd rather be on the pre-show, at least give him a little bit more time. But, um, yeah, poor Chad Gable. <laughs> Sad, he deserves so much better. That guy is legitimately good. I and then I see him in the, the, the stupid name, and then he gets put in these death spots with guys like Corbin and now Sheamus back-to-back. It's like, does he just have a sign that says, are you trying to kill me here, back-to-back, Corbin and Sheamus? I hope that uh, 
Boy, I hope he doesn't have a long-term contract, and I hope he gets out or whatever when he's in soon. <laughs> it could go somewhere else. Cause Literally I, I anywhere else. See him. I would love to see him in AEW, honestly. I mean, he would be a, just such, such a huge addition to that roster, and he's just so talented. Um, he could yeah. go anywhere. He could hang in New Japan very, sure. very easily. There's all sorts of options, any better than where he's at. Uh, next up. Women's championship match, Bailey and Lacey Evans. I don't have strong feelings on this one way or another. Yeah, I really don't either. Um, since Bailey went heel, it's not really clicking. I don't, I mean, I get why they did it, but I, she's just still, I, I just don't find her believable as a heel at all. Like, it's just, she's just not, I don't, it's just not in her personality. Like, she was so bubbly and whatever for so long. And I think you could ride that. I mean, I, I, I don't know. I, I think they, they don't know what to do with her, maybe. Um, and you know, I mean, it's uh, she's a great wrestler, and you know, Lacey Evans has gotten better too. Um, but yeah, I don't know. This is sort of weird. And I guess Lacey Evans is a face now. Yeah, <laughs> I guess she they was a that. natural heel. They're both miscast. Yeah, like I don't, I don't know about that. I mean, Bailey again. I mean, you could take away some of the whatever the you know the inflatables or whatever the the, the, the some of the cheesy gimmick that she has because I mean, people were kind of getting sick of that a little bit, but. But yeah, I think she's still just a natural, uh, natural face. So yeah, these two in in sort of reverse roles. Ah, I'm not sure about this one. I'm gonna say Bailey retains, but um, yeah, because I have no idea what they do <laughs> if she doesn't. Right, exactly. Yeah, that's never stopped him before. Coming up next, uh, the Fiend and Daniel Bryan. The Fiend's best match in this run probably was with Daniel Bryan at Survivor Series. I did see that one, and that was a really good match. I don't see the fiend losing here though no i don't see him losing either i think the match will uh uh i think they'll get a decent decent amount of time here i think daniel bryan will put up a fight but yeah i think it's gonna you know um i I can't see i can't see daniel bryan um daniel bryan winning this one either i don't think the fiend is going to be really challenged until wrestlemania it's really strange because the fiend has some of the best promos get some of the best reaction and then has some of the worst matches of last year. <laughs> yeah. Some of it's not his fault. The whole Rollins thing, that was, yeah. I don't know who wrote that, but it was bad. And Rollins has got me, Rollins is a guy I turn the channel on now. That's a guy I just don't want to see anymore. Yeah, I'm kind of over uh, Seth Rollins too. I mean, as a face, I get they, they you know, they turn him heel and I just don't know. I, I, he's so, I don't know. It just, it just, he's the same to me every time. Like he's so same. When you see him, there's nothing. You don't get anything different out of him ever. It's just this, you know, when he's even when he turns, even when he as a heel, I still consider him. He's like, it's like, well, he's still kind of this. It's still the same sort of. It's the same matches, the same sort of moves, the same sort of just the way he comes off. I just, I don't know. There's just something missing from from him. He's a great in ring worker, but I don't know. You know, uh, maybe they just have, have dumbed him down too much in the ring. I, but but I don't know. There's some something missing there. Yeah, it's. He may have had one of the worst years of a major champion mm-hmm. and a major promotion that I've ever seen. As far as this was a guy I was invested in seeing win the Royal Rumble last year. Now I don't even want to see him. Mm-hmm. I mean, they've done so much damage to him. And some of it is his own stuff. He had a weird year on social media where he looked really insecure going after guys outside of the WWE that, quite frankly, were having way better years and way better matches like Will Ospreay, but mm-hmm. that's neither here nor there. <laughs> but my thing is I thought he needed to worry about himself a little bit more than he was because it's just not a pretty picture. 
Yeah, I'm with you. I'm with you there on that. Um, you know, moving forward here, we get the, the the women's Royal Rumble match. There's only five confirmed participants to this, and I had to actually ask my buddy yesterday. I I, I, I was like, I was like, is there a women's Royal Rumble match? Because I'd heard so little about it. There'd been so little promo for it. Um, I enjoyed the women's Royal Rumble match last year, uh, so I'm glad it's there. But yeah, the, with only five confirmed participants. Um, you know, obviously they're going to throw a lot of surprises. I think um, Nia Jax is probably coming back in this. Uh, there'll be a lot of a, a lot of talent from NXT. I'm sure Shayna Baszler uh, will be there. I'm guessing um, Rhea Ripley as well too, um, which I'll like to see both of them in there too. Uh, I, I, I saw NXT a couple weeks ago in Warren. It was a great show. Um, they had uh, just just a couple of hell of a matches on that on on, on on that card, but NXT. Uh, I really enjoyed a lot of the NXT stuff, so I'm looking forward to seeing uh, a lot of the NXT women uh, in this match. Yeah, I guess if you made me go out on a limb and pick someone, I would say Ronda Rousey makes a return here. Maybe. Maybe you get something at WrestleMania with her. Maybe. Maybe something. Maybe she comes out at number 30 and, 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 you know. uh, At the very least, I think she'll be there. As far as a winner of this and who, you know, they're going to kind of push here, I don't. I don't know. I mean, they could go a lot of ways with this. I mean, Alexa Bliss is kind of finally back, and 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 uh, and they actually give her a mic back, so she's actually able to do some do do some promos and stuff. Um, they'd be curious to see if they if they didn't you know uh, they didn't let her win this um, to kind of give her a little bit of a push headed to WrestleMania. Um, or, or or you know do they do they stick with the NXT thing? Do you do you give her you know Rhea Ripley could possibly win this too, and then you know. Uh, I mean, she's she's hugely over in NXT, and she's clearly ready for the for, for the main roster. And uh, you know, uh, I have a feeling they're going to have to pull up a couple people here from NXT just to kind of change it up uh, the women's division a little bit because the matches have been um, they've all kind of gone through each other at this point. You know, like they can't yeah. all the matches have kind of been done. Baszler's a certainty. She's kind of been totally removed from NXT after losing the title. Right, hasn't really been seen or mentioned. That would be a pretty good candidate to probably win this, and or if not win, take one of those matches at WrestleMania. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, I agree. I mean, if I if I had to pick somebody here, I'm gonna say I'm gonna go on. I'm gonna say Rhea Ripley gets the win here. I'm gonna say that they really give her uh, they continue her push. She just won the NXT Women's Championship. Um, so yeah, I'm gonna go with Rhea Ripley here. Yep, I'll stick with Ronda Rousey just to throw a wrench into things. We have the men's Royal Rumble match, and I have no idea what you do here. I don't know what you do here either. They said we have Brock Lesnar starting at number one. Drew McIntyre is apparently a face now, um, which I didn't even see that at all. I, I missed that completely. No. I've not watched it to see, but apparently no. Drew McIntyre is a baby face. So maybe that sets him up against, uh, against Lesnar. Maybe that's what they go for. Maybe he gets the push that... Everybody has said that he was going to get for, for you know for all this time. So if I got to pick somebody, I'm going to I'm going to pick Drew McIntyre here. Um, I'm sure there'll be a couple surprises in this. Um, I'm not sure who the rumored surprises are for this though. Yeah, I think it'll have to come from NXT as far as them being able to get people in years past when they were the only company. A lot of people are tied up now. Mm. Someone like Billy Gunn or Diamond Dallas Page is you know affiliated right. with AEW at this point. They're if you say, well, Bully Ray, Ring of Honor, you mm-hmm. know, like all those guys that used to just be able to cherry pick or now you can't do that. So I think it's going to have to come internally and from NXT. Yeah, and I'm sure I'm sure Keith Lee will be in this match. Um, you know, uh, I'm, yeah, there will be a lot of NXT talent in this match for sure. Um, but yeah, I don't, I don't know. I don't know as far as surprises, as far as anybody um, 
like nobody, no, just nobody, nobody. There's no one obvious person that's like sort of a a throwback or anything like that. I mean, they're not saying that there won't be somebody that they dig somebody out or, or bring somebody in, but yeah, I, nobody nobody comes to mind right away. Especially for Lesnar, it's like I guess Drew McIntyre stylistically is probably the best fit, but. I mean, looking at the rest of these, it's it's not good. No, I mean the people that are you know, there's only so many uh, people confirmed in this, but um, yeah, I mean, you're not, Braun Strowman's probably not going to get a uh, his push should have came years ago. Um, you know, Randy Orton. I mean, I, 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 he's just Randy Orton doesn't need to be pushed. He's been over or whatever. So I mean, they're, they're always he's always going to be there, but it's he's always going to be feuding with somebody. Uh, somewhere else on the card because you don't really need him in that spot. But yeah, I, if I got to pick something, I'm, 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 sti- I'm sticking with McIntyre here. Uh, he gets the win and uh, goes on to uh, you know to face. I, th- I think it'll be, you see him and Lesnar at WrestleMania. Yeah, I have no idea what the the plan for Lesnar would be if it's not him. But I guess everyone kind of wanted to see, or maybe by everyone I mean me, uh, <laughs> Lesnar and the Fiend. But that looks unlikely to happen. Yeah, I agree. I agree there. Well, WWE's out the way. Yeah, we're done. We've escaped purgatory. (laughs) Quick. (laughs) Well, we can move on to, we we can talk about AEW. They are coming to Cleveland next week, and we are going to have some coverage on that coming up, BJ, that we hope to be talking about. Yeah, speaking of, we're sitting here, and I just got an email from uh, from AEW. I'm talking to uh, John Moxley on Tuesday at uh, at 1.30. Uh, in a phone interview, so uh, we were trying to get a preview for this week's ticket in there, but the way the Jericho cruise and the way it landed, we couldn't get anybody in time for our uh, deadline. So we're going to do uh, sort of an after an after package. Moxley, um, obviously an Ohio native, he's wrestled uh, he wrestled on the Indies in Cleveland and stuff, and he's been kind of around. So uh, you know, a, a bit of a local tie there. And then you're going to head up and and to to do it and, and, and do a review. Yes, I, I'm going to head up there and check that out, and I'm really excited. They have one match announced. It just came out today the young bucks versus the blade and the butcher with the bunny so that feud with the inner circle continues or mjf or whoever he's associated with right right exactly so yeah i see that one um yeah i don't know who else is going to be uh the uh uh, on that card, obviously. I mean, Moxley and Jericho, I'd imagine, are going to be featured in some way as they continue to build to the pay per view revolution. Same thing with yeah. Same with same with Cody and MJF, which I uh, I can't wait for that the blow off for that that they've built that really really well. Um, you know what a fan of MJF I am and of Cody too, and just all the kind of bits and. The outside parts, you know, with uh, introducing Arn Anderson to it, having um, uh, I'm curious to see uh, I'm curious to see Wardlow fight. He's yet to have a match, and he's yeah. going to go in a cage with Cody. Is that, is that next week in Cleveland? It's in Atlanta. It's They're Atlanta. That for Atlanta, Cody is doing that one in his hometown. Gotcha, gotcha. Um, no, I mean it should be it should be interesting to see uh, AEW. Um, Again, there's they're, they're kind of there's the good stuff on AEW is really good. There's still some stuff they've kind of shied away from uh, some year, more of the sillier stuff. I was gonna say 2020. It feels like to me has been much better than the end of 2019. Like it seems like they took that week off at Christmas, kind of really assessed it, and they've really had strong shows. So far. Yeah, the shows have been have have been a lot better. The matches have been a lot better. There's not uh, like I said, there's not so much just silly kind of 
goofy stuff on 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 the card you know they uh they had a, it was real sporadic before when you had you have something that's like you know with 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 either Jericho or Cody or Ma, you know you have really really strong stuff and then you know you have Joey Janela or or, or something like the that the dark order <laughs> was my personal bane where it's like this isn't working right right exactly and they've kind of disappeared as you've noticed <laughs> they need to disappear them. yeah yeah they need to disappear um but yeah so uh, uh I'm, I'm 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 curious um you know, moving forward, uh, when is the Revolution pay-per-view? It's at the end of February, so okay. we got another month. And I love the way that Jericho and Moxley have built their program, where mm. Jericho tried to recruit Moxley so he didn't have to face him. And then Moxley took the wine bottle to him. The next week, Jericho's <laughs> taking a spike out of his jacket and stabbing Moxley in the eye. It's just been very old school. I've loved how they've uh, built that. The build-up's been, yeah, the build-up's been great for it. I think, um, I think Moxley is going to take that belt off of him at Revolution too. Because do it, you? I do. Because I, I think Jericho. I, 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 they've had the belt on him obviously because he's the biggest name in the company, but the only name in the company that could possibly rival him. I mean, Jericho is still more known on a pop culture status than John Moxley, but, but Moxley, you know, coming from WWE wrestling fans know who he is. I don't know that he would have it for long. I think he would probably drop it back to Jericho, uh, uh, relatively in, 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 in double a, or nothing, probably in Ve- whatever it may not be called that, but they're probably going back to Vegas in a relatively short span. I think you would probably drop it back to him, but, I could see Moxley winning that, uh, winning that, winning that, uh, winning that match, and and, and becoming just the second uh, AW champ. I uh, I thought more or less that they're going to do a really long program, kind of like they do in New Japan, where Kenny Omega and Jericho that trilogy match is the ender, and we maybe see Jericho hold on to it all the way until mm-hmm. either all in, all out in September, or whatever November's pay per view is going to be. Yeah, it's I, I, I've Kenny Omega. I've been really, really critical of in AEW so far, um, just because he's not a very good talker. The la- but the last uh, this well, just last night he and Adam Page won the tag team titles, which was in, in, in a really good match. And I, I kind of like that dynamic what they're doing there with Adam Page. Is, no, he's just drunk all the time. It's a really <laughs> slow heel turn. I love Adam. I love the crowd surfing. That's why it's just been such a fun show to watch. He's out there. Having people yeah. pass him around while he's drinking beers from the fans—it's uh, just great. Exactly. So I mean, I'm liking what they're doing there. Like they've got me very intrigued on that. Um, you know, now that they're the, the you know they're the champs, and obviously, so they're the champs, so Adam Page can screw it up or something like that. Well, they're going to turn on. Right. That, that's what he's I gonna, mean. I think that that's the next three or four months is probably going to be Hangman and. Uh, Kenny Omega. I think that that'll be a good program. I mean, that's yeah. I I, I, I do really like that. Two really athletic guys. Yeah, I, I do like that. Yeah, I I, I do like where where, where they're going. We're going where they're going with that a lot too. So what, um, what's impressed me is how athletic they look, making themselves look like they're stumbling around and running <laughs> into each other. <laughs> right. That like that's harder than it looks because you have to purposely mess up something. Mm. You're you know, and they've they've done it flawlessly. I love the little things where, you know, Kenny Omega is always taking a buckshot and somersaulting. <laughs> right. And- right. It's, uh, it's been good. Yeah, I, I, I have enjoyed that. I mean, overall, like I said, like you said, I agree with you. 2020 has been... Um, it's been strong for AEW out of the gate. They've, like I said, they definitely reassessed and took away some of the, you know, some of the sillier stuff on the program. And, and yeah, the good stuff on there is really good. And they're pretty much, uh, uh, 
Uh, you know, like I said, any any program that's got more MJF, more Adam Page, you know, obviously Moxley, Jericho, Cody are always going to be on there. Um, so they got some good, some, some, some very good stuff going on right now. And the TV deal got extended four mm-hmm. more years. They said they're going to be profitable this year, which, I mean, WCW, mm-hmm. it took them like a decade to get profitable. <laughs> right. So they've obviously done something right. Uh, there are reports that they have a big acquisition, literally big. <laughs> You're talking about the cyborg Brian Cage possibly coming over from Impact Wrestling. Mm-hmm. That is a huge, huge man, and that's been the one criticism. Of, oh, they don't have anyone with size. Brian Cage is a big dude that can really move. Right, absolutely. So uh, that, that'll be uh yeah, just a good addition to the roster, and 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 to switch it up a little bit. I'm really excited to see who AEW gets that are free agents later this year at some point, because um, uh, there We're are. We're talk about some stuff next that possibly could help them out in a different kind of roundabout way. And I, you know, I, I the, 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 there's there's some people out there that that have clearly made it. The revival have clearly made it known that they're not coming back. I mean, everything. Apparently, uh, I guess they turned down an offer. Um, There was an extension for double the money, whatever, and they turned it down. They don't want it, so they're getting out of there. And I, they've got to land here. I mean, I can't see them landing anywhere. I mean, they've been they could go at each other for like a year and a half, right? They can't go to the NWA. That's not it's not big enough, you know. And that's NWA is usually tied in with other smaller promotions. I mean, and then they, I mean they could and they'd be great on it, but at the same time like I think this is this has got to be the landing spot for them to help kind of uh uh kind of hone in the tag team division a little bit there, which has been a little bit that's my one big criticism with AEW too has been the tag team division has just been kind of a free for all where it's just the, the the four-way matches where it's just running in and out and there's no it's not really tag team wrestling. It's just sort of yeah, it's just kind of a free for all. So you bring them in, you bring revival in. Um, that's going to give that uh, uh, quite a shot in the arm, and uh, and and kind of kind of rein it in while still being you know with all the high flying and everything else that uh, that they have there. There's a lot of great matchups for them and their style. Mm. Obviously, the Young Bucks is the one everyone wants. Oh to yeah, see. for sure. <laughs> I think you know SCU is going to work really well, but. The same thing applies to private party mm. and all those other teams, the Lucha Brothers. And uh, that's that's where AEW is. Pretty good spot. One guy that may or may not be. This is why the Dark Order's been on hold. Marty Skrull got main event WWE roster money, they say. Well, not main event, main roster money to go back to Ring of Honor for at least this year, it mm. came with, at the very least, this has been up for debate, a spot on the booking committee or the head booker, depending on who you read. And uh, he's able to work for NWA, which is why he showed up for them. Mm. They said his goal, though, has been to unite Ring of Honor and All Elite Wrestling and New Japan, since he has ties to all three, and form like a super faction where once or twice a year they trade talent and have big feuds and if you're wondering where the dark order has gone well they planned for marty to be the leader of the dark order and he that's not happening as of right now yeah i don't know if i don't even know if marty squirrel can save the dark order um no i think he made a great if his options were lead the dark order or stay with villain enterprises mm-hmm. No, I agree because because that's the yeah that's not um, the dark order is just it's just not happening. <laughs> it's just I, no. I, I think they need to come out and just have the young bucks beat them in like ten minutes and then never see them again. 
Yeah, I mean, if they quietly went away, nobody would. Uh, yeah, I don't think anybody would, uh, would, would 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 protest that. Yeah, so Marty Skrull back. Ring of Honor made a lot of moves. Not only did they get him back, they brought in Dragon Lee, Roosh's brother, one of the biggest free agents in the world. He's working Ring of Honor. He's working New Japan this year. Bandito, who was a free agent, is back. Not only that, he brought in Flamita, his often tag team partner, and Ray Horace. They beat Villain Enterprises for the six-man tag team championships. You have Vincent, uh, formerly Vinny Marseglia from the kingdom. Mm -hmm. He's kind of gone off on his own and a really cool gimmick. He's like the Manson family now Mm -hmm. where he carries the axe and he turned on his longtime tag team partner, Matt Taven. Mm -hmm. And Taven had to have leg surgery, so they did a pretty gruesome angle where Marseglia broke his leg at the end of last year. Mm-hmm. They had like a, <laughs> they had like a, a board they used to hold the rings together, and he took a hand. Uh, uh, I mean, it was like a chair, and they just smashed his ankle. And so he's on a nice hot streak. Mm-hmm. Uh, Taven was another free agent. He's coming back. Brody King stays. Flip Gordon's got another year. Jeff Cobb is back. After he was a free agent, they just announced Josh Woods is back. Shane Taylor, they haven't said officially is back. Shane Taylor's appearing on their programs, though. So, mm-hmm. I mean, I think that's a little bit. Last year, they said they released him, and he was still showing up. So, obviously, Shane Taylor, yeah. right? they, they have plans mm-hmm. for him if he's still appearing. And I, that's a nice roster. And I know some people said, well, what's, what's Ring of Honor have to offer AEW? I'm like, well, I, I can see a few things <laughs> just off the top of my oh, head. Oh, for sure, for sure, yeah. I mean, and I think a few of those guys, um, yeah, yeah. if Marty Scroll is successful in having kind of a, a sort of a cross uh, a crossover promotion between Ring of Honor and AEW, yeah, I mean, it would be cool to see all of those guys um, – uh, it, it, and, and I mean, like I said, that just boosts just boosts what AEW is able to do, and and um, you know, I think I think that's good for all parties involved. Yeah, NWA is crossing it. That one's a done deal. Nick Aldis has shown mm-hmm. back up at Ring of Honor events. Uh, they're building between him and Marty Skrull. He jumped Flip Gordon, who is part of Villain Enterprises. So now Nick Aldis and Flip Gordon are going to be at hard times. So. You have Ring of Honor talent in the NWA ring. I think that really helps out both sides because some of the the singles match, I really liked uh, the James Storm and Aldis two out of mm. three falls match, but the, the number of guys Aldis has to work with in the NWA in singles seems a, a bit limited. Right, for sure, for sure. So yeah, I mean having that uh, having that crossover, yeah, it's only going to help uh, help both our especially like like you said, uh, uh, Nick Aldis. And yeah, the more Nick Aldis I see, the be- I mean, yeah, I love just he's 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 fantastic. So I mean, he's seeing perhaps him. the most underrated wrestler in the world as far as I mean, he is that company basically. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. When I think of the NWA now, I, I think of Nick Aldis. So mm-hmm. there's not many guys that are that synonymous with their brand as he is. Exactly. Exactly. So no, yeah, very much looking forward to seeing uh, seeing what he does here in the next year too. And then I just wanted to mention PCO is wildly entertaining as champion. In his mid-50s, you knew him as uh, Jean-Pierre Lafitte. He was a pirate <laughs> in the in the 90s in WWE, and he was part of the Quebecers with the Mm-mm. Mountie. And uh, had some political troubles, was on the wrong side of the clique, and kind of got blackballed for a bit. Mm-hmm. 
comes back in his mid fifties. I saw him in November doing insane hardcore matches. He's flying everywhere. He's die. He's hitting the apron several Mm-mm. times a night. He's just all over the place. And they did a great story where building up at their last pay-per-view against Roosh where it's like, well, you know, he's just in his mid fifties. He basically sold his sold to the devil to get this shot. Can he get it done? And, I know some people didn't like it. I loved it. Uh, they had the the part where his manager shocked him back to life with a car battery after he had been dumped through the hood of a limo. It was it's pretty great. I love his whole thing. He's uh, the whole thing is awesome. So, yeah, I, I hope we're going to see a lot of, of PCO. It looks like you know Roosh was another guy everyone wanted last year. He's back. Dragon Lee. Uh, was another guy that's his actual brother everyone wanted him uh, his thing is he wanted to work new japan so ring of honor worked out uh, cmll may be the one left in the dark because they fired those two and new japan and mm-hmm. both ring of honor technically have relationships with cmll and the fact that both of them are going to use them after they fired them may cause some things there and that's also been part of the holdup with a possible AEW deal because in Mexico there's AAA, mm. the rival of CMLL, and AEW works with AAA. So now you have that whole thing. But CMLL, the the big guys they had to offer are now free of them, which they which was kind of funny because they said, "Hey CMLL, fire us," and they said, "No." <laughs> so they said, "We want to work this show," and they said, "You do that and you're fired." What do you think they did? Yeah. <laughs> they worked the show and got fired. It was one of the all-time funniest things I think I've ever seen. Release us. No. Well, I want to do that. You do and you're fired. There you go. Oh, well, they found the door. Mm. And I, I have to I have to talk about New Japan. I don't know if you got to see any of the stuff from the Tokyo Dome this year. You're gonna have to fill me in on this on on uh, on on this one because yeah, no, I'm not I I, I, I did not I, I saw very little of it. Oh, it was two nights. They unified both of their big titles. The IWGP Intercontinental and World title It was basically a four-man tournament. Mm-hmm. Tetsuya Naito, Jay White, and then Kazuchika Okada, and uh, Kota Ibushi in the other corner. And back-to-back nights, all these matches went like 30 minutes. Absolutely insane. And Tetsuya Naito, after all these years, three years of chasing the title... That, I mean, it was a long story is that he kept winning the Intercontinental belt and he hated mm. that belt. He thought it was you. In fact, they did a story where he beat it up so bad that when Jericho won it, they had to recast it because <laughs> it had suffered so much abuse because he'd just throw it in the trash can when they'd hand it to him. He didn't want that one. But the story was it kept coming back to him. And then late, early last year, he made the goal, I want to unify these two mm. titles. And... Well, unlike WWE, they stuck with it, and it actually happened. He went through Jay, and two very different matches. Jay White was a 30-minute technical match where he was working over Naito's banged-up leg. Then the next night, he just goes all over the place with Kazuchika Okada, who was coming off. Probably the best match was Okada and Ibushi, though. Those guys were pulling out just all the stops mm. in the main event. I can't believe they had such great matches, you know, back-to-back like that. Incredibly grueling. But uh, Naito comes on top after all these years, and Los Ingobernables has been huge over there. 
but it didn't last long. And you're going to, this is why WWE doesn't cut people, BJ, even if they don't know <laughs> what they're doing with them. Uh, you've got uh, Kenta, who uh, WWE had as Hideo Itami. Mm, yeah, okay, I remember, be, yep. You'd be forgiven for missing him. They dropped him on 205 Live for mm. much of last year. They were like, oh, yeah, we'll release him. He's not going to do anything. And he ended up showing up in New Japan, and they really smartly got the stink off of him from that WWE run. They had him brought in by Katsuyora Shibata. If you don't know that is, he's a former MMA fighter who actually had to retire. He was in a match with Okada like three years ago, and mm -hmm. they don't talk about how dangerous headbutts are. I mean, people do talk about how He's the poster boy for that because he missed on an errant headbutt. He hit Okada, and it ruptured, like, brain cells, brain bleeding. Oh, geez. Passed out in the locker mm. room after he hit the curtain. Almost died. Career over. You know, he's their head trainer now. Mm. But Shibata personally recruits Kenna into Chaos, which is the babyface faction in Japan, as his personal pick. And the story they did is at the end of the G1, Kenna turns on Shibata and beats him. Like physically, I can't believe they let him do it because, mm -mm. you know, the injuries. Physically beat him down and then did Shibata's pose on his chest. <laughs> like sat cross-legged and joined Bullet Club. Mm -hmm. And at the end of that tournament, Naito finally has his moment. Kenna comes out of nowhere for no reason. Beats him down and sits cross-legged on his chest. <laughs> and Japan audiences are known for being, you know, pretty quiet and respectful. They booed him as loud as I've ever heard anyone booed. And the next <laughs> night, it carried over into a smaller mm. venue where they were chanting, go home, which they never do. And it's unbelievable. And so, you know, that's, that's why WWE doesn't cut guys. And when you say they don't know what they're doing, that's a perfect example of why. Because... Someone figured out how Kenna works, and he's working. Locking them all up, yeah. It's uh, it, oh, it's good to see that he that, that that he recovered from like you said the WWE stink that was on him. But yeah, WWE, um, yeah, just to, to, uh, they they're locking up everybody to five year contracts and everything now. It's uh, yeah, it's it's there's just so many so much talent kind of wasting away on that roster, unfortunately. But they're paying big money to not you know to not yeah, be embarrassed good for elsewhere. The guys, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Yeah, but February 9th is the match. Tetsuya Naito versus Kenta. Both titles on the line. So Kenta, despite losing the never open weight title, he, his big feud with that was Hiroki Goto, mm -hmm. which, you know, was because of what he did to Shibata this summer. So he moves from that right into the main event title picture. Another name we've talked about, John Moxley does work for New Japan. He won the United States title hmm. while he was over there this month in two pretty grueling, violent back-to-back -back matches. He had the Texas death match with Lance Archer, which saw him do the Death Rider or the Paradigm Shift, depending on the promotion, mm -hmm. through two small tables. And the tables over there... They seem to always cut guys, mm. and Archer got cut up pretty bad. He was, you know, he was out but bleeding from his back, and it was a pretty nasty physical fight. Then he, you know, Juice Robinson, another guy WWE had, they called him CJ Parker in NXT, and he's become a, a really great talent. I think he always was. They just, again, didn't know quite what to do with him, mm -hmm. and he's become kind of a flamboyant, 
uh, really kind of macho man, Randy Savage type character, not so much the voice, but definitely the manner mm. that he dresses and things like that. The really wild colors and striped outfits. And he was trying to become a dual champion because he'd won the tag team titles the night before. So Moxley survives both of those. Then Minoru Suzuki, who is a, a legendary MMA fighter that's kind of gone back and forth in pro wrestling. He's like 53. He's the reason Ken Shamrock has ankle problems because he broke his leg in a competition mm. all those years mm -mm. ago. But Suzuki came out and jumped Moxley at the end of the Tokyo Dome match and gave him the gotch pile driver. The next night, uh, Moxley gave him a receipt and gave him a death rider, and Suzuki woke up laughing, and now, well, here you are. Three match of <laughs> two maniacs. Uh, that's coming up at the new beginning on February 9th, Moxley versus Suzuki. Uh, you, the hardware store may be open, so to speak, for this one. Uh, Suzuki, there's not enough money. That dude is legitimately scary. <laughs> like he, they, they have the young lions, the dojo system that are there to attend wrestlers around the ring. He walks around before the match and just grabs him and beats on him because he can mm. like legitimately like slaps, you know, roughs him up just because, you know, they're there and he can, <laughs> I mean, he's, I guess they said he comes down for his pre uh, you know, before every event, he has a pre-event ritual where he trains in the ring. They said everyone clears. Like, mm -hmm. they just get out of his way. You don't <laughs> want to, because he will stretch you, stew hard style. You know, you'll, your ankle will be up by your head or something like that. It's <laughs> so that's going to be fun. Uh, yeah. For, 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 first, that's one you're intriguing me on that one. I definitely want to tune in for, the, for that. And then we mentioned Dragon Lee. He's got Hiromu Takahashi. Hiromu, big story. He uh, this this is how good those two nights were. This was like a five star match he had with Will Ospreay, and it gets totally overlooked because of the the double main events mm. were so ridiculous. But Hiromu in the summer of 2018, Dragon Lee did a Phoenix Plex, and it was in the United States, and he had both his arm trapped. Uh, both of Hiromu's arms trapped and he landed on his head. It did hurt his hmm. neck. Part of it was broken. He was out a year and a half. Came back and won the IWGP Junior Heavyweight title. And here we are. Hiromu versus Dragon Lee for that belt, the rematch uh, this February. Hmm. So that's definitely one with all kind of intrigue. And then just one, I think, Sonata. There's a guy that, I mean, gets better every... That's how ridiculous the New Japan roster is. In fact, uh, the journalists over there gave Sonata and Kazuchika Okada Match of the Year awards, and that wasn't even like one of Okada's major feuds. They just had really good matches mm -hmm. because Sonata's also part of Los Ingobernables, which is led by Tetsuya Naito, mm -hmm. so that's the guy they were building towards. But in the meantime, Sonata's just in there tearing the house down. He gets the technical leader of Bullet Club, although you can make the argument it's Kenna now since mm. he's uh, jumping to the head of the line. But uh, Switchblade Jay White, another very natural heel. That's one of their bright young stars. He's in his late 20s. This guy is going to be ridiculously good. And he's already at a, a really great level, and I think that's going to be a special match there. 
It's nice that you. Uh, I, I, I got a lot of homework to do here. <laughs> <laughs> New Japan has the crazy. I mean, you, they have so much stuff, and these matches are just they're blow away incredible. And I thought we would mention some Impact Wrestling. You may have some opinions on that. This seems to be oh, yeah. the place where everyone's trying to get out of via <laughs> Brian Cage. Yeah. Yeah, Tessa Blanchard win the men's heavyweight title from Sammy Callahan. Yeah, so stupid. Um, I like Tessa Blanchard a lot. I, I was never a big Sammy Callahan fan. But, yeah, this is just this just goes back to... I just don't know. It's just silly. I, 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 I give, you're going to give the world title to to a woman. It, it's just like I, it feels like Impact is reaching, it, <laughs> clutching at straws here. Just I think <laughs> it's gone full attitude. When people say they want the Vince Russo attitude era, it's pretty well, much yeah. That's where we're at. This this is what it is. Um, and the sad part is, I don't think I've seen anyone throw more bad money after good than Anthem when they uh, bought this. Thing. Right? You know, they bought a TV network now to keep this thing alive. Oof! Yeah, it's it's. They bought HDNet and kicked New Japan off its American television. The, you want to talk about the worst trade in the world? Right. That, Losing New Japan coverage for. <laughs> yeah, it, Impact. Yeah, like you said, it's it's it's. Uh... It's very, uh, very Russo esque, um, especially with guys like Joey Ryan there. You know, which I, I, I can't, I can't take the promotion seriously if you have that guy on your roster. I just, well, I cannot. I, I, I mentioned some of the stuff they've done. Rob Van Dam got him kicked off Twitch because he <laughs> had a celebration in a hot tub with two women. So, you know, like <laughs> oh, I yeah. said, the Russo era is in full effect. Uh, you had Joey Ryan versus uh, Johnny Swinger, which. Uh, Johnny Swinger is like this guy that they he was in, he was actually in WCW and ECW in the late 90s. Always kind of a really underrated guy. But his gimmick is he's been like frozen or he's woken up and somehow thinks he's still in the 90s and he wears a little like one of those pouches, the little hip pouches or oh, the fanny packs. Fanny pack. He's got the fanny pack and <laughs> He's always talking about how we're in the 90s and we can't do things like this anymore. And he's been feuding with Joey Ryan, although I will admit the trial segment they did a few weeks ago did make me laugh with uh, both of them, where they did wrestler's court with Tommy Dreamer presiding. Oh, that, I, I don't know if I'm going to look that up or not, but I'll have to take I mean, a report on I that. did laugh a lot. It was mostly because of Swinger. Mm. I think his demands were if he beat Joey Ryan in the trial, he wanted two pay envelopes and a handful of pills. I, I mean, it's just wild <laughs> yeah. stuff like that. And, uh, I mean, that that segment I did get a chuckle at, mostly because of Swinger. And uh, But Joey Ryan, yeah, it's hard to... It's hard to take him seriously. Yeah, that guy. Uh, I just, yeah, I can't. <laughs> I can't with that guy. He's sort of the antithesis of of of, of, of what pro wrestling I think should be. Um, uh, yeah, whatever. I mean, he he found a niche. You know, good I mean, for him. But I mean, yeah, I mean, I will admit his comedic timing in some of these bits is, is pretty good. I give him that. I don't doubt it. But yeah, I I just I can't get past. <laughs> the in ring is where he loses me. I can't get past. Yeah, I can't get past the in ring. <laughs> Well, then they had A.C. Romero, who you may remember from MLW. Mm-hmm. Him oh, yeah. and Swinger were both in the ring, and Swinger tried to throw him with his fanny pack, which failed. And <laughs> then Joey Ryan then 
through the 500-pound man with Joey Ryan's move. So that's <laughs> the kind of stuff you're getting on a – where I'm just going, oh, it was good when they were talking, but this was not – Yeah, I, yeah, the guy's yeah, – <laughs> yeah, yeah, Joey Ryan's just – he's not going to – he's not going to ever get a, uh, an endorsement for me, unfortunately. Uh, or fortunately for him, I don't know. <laughs> but yeah, he found a niche, but but yeah, just, just – just, yeah, just not a fan. Even Ken Shamrock took that spot. I, I, yeah, I was like, <laughs> what what – you can't him. I must be hard up for some money, man. If he's oh, if he's if he's, if he's doing that, but the yeah. way he sold it too, though, had me laugh. Like he was looking at his hand, like mm-hmm. it had betrayed him, and, <laughs> right, right. and then he immediately won with the ankle lock, which is good, I suppose. <laughs> but I was like, I click on impact clips out of morbid curiosity. I'm not gonna lie, they do mm-hmm. catch. I don't watch the show really, but they have these wild clips, and it's like, well, how do I not click on? It? <laughs> how do I not? You know, and then you got guys like Eddie Edwards and Michael Elgin who are trying to do great professional wrestling matches amid that, and <laughs> and they are, and good luck, gentlemen, but yeah, unfortunately overshadowed by some of the other stuff. Yeah, Impact seems to be, uh, yeah, the land that time forgot, I think, a little bit. Uh, I, yeah, I'm not, I'm not uh, I don't, I don't, I, I don't know. Based on what they have there, how they're able to, well, I, I, how they're Why able to they bankroll it. Why they a TV network to show this? This I, is yeah. I don't know that. I I, I don't know if that's going to be a, a sound financial thing moving forward. Uh, yeah, with Tessa Blanchard, um, yeah, a bunch of issues came out about about oh, her and her attitude, yeah. uh, where she wasn't. There was a big Twitter war between her and all other kinds of talent from all over the place. From, like, multiple promotions. You're talking WWE. You're talking NWA. Like where they are all over her. Where It's yeah. like, okay, well, I guess that's why she's not getting signed to WWE. But purportedly, yeah. that's that's the reason is because her, her her attitude and just how she interacts with uh, the other, other uh, you know, other wrestlers, other talent uh, – Oh, is such a it's such a liability and like to the locker room that nobody wants to take the chance on her for as good as she is, you know. To be fair, her father Tully kind of had the same. Oh, he, <laughs> exactly. They, yeah, I mean, he was the only guy to get run out of wrestling on a drug test in that <laughs> yeah. time period, where everyone else is like, you know, they got the go sign around third base. It's like, oh, wait a minute, he's got something in there. You like father, like daughter, right? <laughs> but the funny part is, isn't Tully Blanchard like a priest now? I think he isn't like an ordained minister. Maybe I don't know. I, don't, I am pretty sure that's accurate. I, I don't know. He kind of went away. I haven't seen him on AEW recently, whatever, because he was there with Sean Spears. But uh, that program went weird too a little bit. I don't. I don't. I don't know that that's really clicked with anything there. That's that's one of the AEW ones where it's. Although with Sean Spears, there now now Arn Anderson there, you figure. Uh, those two got to hook up at some point, or there's got to be some sort of riot or feud or whatever uh, somewhere down the line. So maybe they're just holding off on him for right now. Yeah, and then, and again, like you said, it seems to be where guys with, I don't even want to paint all of them with this brush, but like character issues, perceived character issues go. Mm. Michael Elgin was a big deal in New Japan, was having great matches, and he kind of got, his was a really weird one. He had a wrestling school in Canada. He kind of operated in between tours. One of the students accused not him but like one of the other instructors of sexual harassment and he basically kept telling her well go to the police i don't know you know i'm not in the building all the time i don't know what to tell you Mm. this is real go to the police 
And this woman kept telling him stuff, and he kept telling her to go to the police, and then finally she just put it all out on, you know, what, social media that he had done nothing, and it's like he, Mm-mm. you could see it in black and white, he told her to go to the police several times. Mm. So, that's his thing. It's not a talent issue with Michael Elgin, but it it kept him from really getting elevated new japan because i i felt like they had plans for him and then they he kind of got shuffled after that whole kerfuffle and don Callis loves him who runs impact and that's how he kind of ended up there he may be the the best guy they have in ring mm-hmm. but uh so, you wonder the social media words strike again <laughs> and, and that's a where it's like he really didn't do anything right I mean, you told her you told the woman to go i don't know what else he can really you know Right, right. It's, you know, I, I don't know. That was a weird one. But that, and then Rob Van Dam, of course, he's made it clear he just wants the biggest paycheck possible. In fact, is willing to to make that deal, and so he is there. And I mean, he still moves pretty good for for a guy that is is probably getting on towards his fifties. Mm-hmm. Oh, absolutely, absolutely. Um, yeah, no good for Rob Van Dam for you know. For, 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 for still getting the check, man. Yeah. They're going to pay you. Take, take it all I you mean, can. if there is a guy that drives me to, you know, that's the one guy. And mm. they have him as a heel, which I don't understand. No one wants to boo Rob Van Dam. Who's going to boo? Yeah, nobody's going to boo years, Rob Van Dam. And ECW, I mean, he was a great heel, but that was like 25 years ago. No one wants to boo right. that guy right now. Mm-hmm. And then you have guys like Rhino, who is solid, and and Moose, a former NFL player. But, man, they've kind of – a lot of their bigger draws. You saw John Morrison take mm-hmm. WWE's offer, and Brian Cage was a guy that held their belt up into this fall if he goes to AEW. So they're in a weird spot where it seems like everyone's taking the guys that are kind of viable off of them. I think in another year or two, I don't know – I don't know that impact. Like, like there's certain wrestling organizations. I, I don't. I mean, can, can if AEW expands, do you, do we start losing? Like, I mean, because there's so much wrestling now, do we start to lose some of these uh, other promotions? I mean, do they go away? Does Impact survive uh, an exodus like that? I mean, Ring of Honor pulled a fast not pulled a fast one, but um, they got a really good roster still, and so and their their revenue though hit the bricks last year. They weren't drawing anybody, which is how Marty got a you know put on the writing committee because they they didn't want to give him the belt, and when they went with Matt Taven, it just drove it right into the ground. But could you see potentially AW down the line absorbing some of these other promotions, kind of a la WWE did with WCW? I mean, could you see them maybe? absorbing ring of honor um i could see them i i think the super faction i'm not gonna say done deal but as i think some people are too optimistic on that but it's a possibility where you see the three of them work together because the thing about ring of honor is they don't run huge venues like when i mm-hmm. go to the express in columbus it's like 400 people they sell it out every time no matter who or what's there so Theirs is a little more viable in that they can kind of keep that one going, and they're kind of syndicated. They're owned by the uh, the you know the Cox Network, mm-hmm. which has all the or Sinclair, excuse me, not Cox. Sinclair is a huge corporate now. Sinclair almost sold Ring of Honor to WWE a few years ago. Yeah, so you- I I don't know what 
what their threshold is, but as long as they're owned by Sinclair and not sold, mm-hmm. I think they're going to be open to some degree. And yeah, yeah, you wonder. Like I said, you wonder if it, you know how. how uh, I guess AEW. I mean, if they're willing to keep. I mean, they've shown they've been willing to spend a lot of money. I mean, so. Um, yeah, I mean, do they do they try to absorb some of these other 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 places kind of moving forward? I mean, obviously they're going to still be looking for uh, for talent. And again, I, I, AEW, I'm really curious to see what it looks like at the end of the year, um, just from a roster perspective, who they pick up, who gets added to that. Um, because uh, we talked last year that AEW was the roster was kind of thin, and it still is kind of thin uh, if you look at it. I mean, the same guys are, are are out week in and week out as they should be. They're the, they're the best best people in the in the promotion. But if you watch some of those AEW, the dark the dark episodes, there's some rotten stuff on there. Oh, I can imagine. You see the drop off really really fast in their roster when it goes from the the main guys that they're that uh, you know that that you're seeing every week, and those main guys are all very very good. But uh, that's where I think Ring of Honor could really help them if they did, because Ring of Honor only runs a couple times a month. Mm-hmm. And if they wanted to help each other out, I, I think they could do some interesting things based on because those guys were all in Ring of Honor. Mm-hmm. A lot of them had stories. One I could give you if I was booking it that I think would just be fun is it like a one night attraction. Cody and Matt Taven had a huge rivalry in Ring of Honor, mm. down to like a first blood match. They hated each other. But now they're in this weird state where both of them have had people turn on them. Mm-hmm. I could almost see doing a, a one-night tag match of Taven and Cody versus like Vinny Marseglia and mm. MJF, for example, mm-hmm. where you have... Two guys that don't trust each other, right. but the two guys that turned on them. And that could be, like, really fun. Just oh, for sure. one-off. Yeah, no, for sure. Some of the storylines that uh, AEW has set up um, uh, are, are very good. And, and, and you know, there, there, there are a couple of really good old-school wrestling storylines going on there. And they're allowing them to play out. And it's building week to week. And they're finally kind of getting into that now, um, you know, in 2020. So, yeah, I'm curious to see where, 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 where it goes the rest of the year. And then, you like, and New Japan wouldn't even mention the words AEW last year. They did at the Tokyo Dome. Jericho came out with the AEW belt. Mm. He had the great match with Tanahashi, and the stipulation was that if Tanahashi could beat him, mm. he would get an AEW title shot. They said those words, Jericho won, but mm. it was a great match, and but there, it kind of showed that it's softening to you can't you know, say right. those words to now they're letting him come out with the title. They're kind of inching towards something happening very slowly mm-hmm. which if you could get like one like will osprey versus kenny omega for one night mm-hmm. that, that you could you could fill some seats with that i could see them running yeah running running a cross promotion or at some point maybe even later this year doing a combined pay-per-view kind of thing you know with a lot of one-offs uh kind of building that because i mean they're, they're kind of doing it now as it is they're just doing it with select guys um but yeah i could certainly see them you know pairing up uh, to do something like that because, I mean, it could only benefit both parties. Yeah, even if you could get – and it would help because, like I said, New Japan's lost their American TV. If you're talking about working with someone, TNT is a great platform if you want to – Oh, for sure. If you want to get Kazuchika Okada a wide audience for a night and sell some New Japan subscriptions, that's a, it's a great place to show them off against, like, you know, of course you'd have Omega who – 
they've had some really great matches with, and he's had great matches with. Just put him in there with anyone. Mm-hmm. But that that could probably help both companies out. Speaking of TNT, I was I was uh, excited to see uh, Taz signed to be a commentator there uh, with, with with AW on or at least on at least on some of the stuff. Um, and I kind I kind of hope he replaces Excalibur if I if I had my uh, if if I had my way there. But, uh, but I like him and Jr. together. Taz and Jr. would be great, and, you know. And, and Shivani's just Shivani, and he, he talks, and you it's WCW. It's like you're like oh, like it's just hearing his voice on there is he doesn't uh, talk such a, a lot, which I like. He him. doesn't, but when he does, it's it's always makes sense. It's always like it's, it's always funny, good, usually. right? It's always like very when good. He says something about MJF. Yeah. <laughs> words I can't say here. It's probably borderline, but. He said, "Yeah, he's 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 been very good. So that's that's uh, that's slowly kind of getting better. Like I said, I'm not a not a big Excalibur fan, but even Excalibur, I think, is taking some notes. Uh, I'm yeah. sure from Jr. and and from Shivani. He's, he's been toned, a little less this he's year. He's toned it way way down because yeah, he was kind of screaming at everything. Where you, it was just every every single move was him losing his you know uh, only Moro losing his lunch. Can do that. Right. Moro <laughs> yeah. makes it work, man. Right. Right. Absolutely. Uh, Which." Man, that'd be that'd be the ultimate team if you could get Moro and Jim Ross somehow. Yeah, I agree. Yeah, that would. That, 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 I agree. I, I'm not sure Moro's uh, Moro's headed anywhere. <laughs> no. And he is great on NXT. And NXT has been uh, their announced team has been very has, has been very good though too. Yeah, despite what Corey Graves might say, I mean Moro's a guy I tune in just to listen to. I love that guy. Oh, there. there well, it's more. It's Moro Beth Phoenix. Who's the th- um, Nigel McGinnis. Nigel McGinnis. I'm sorry, I'm just drawing a blank. He's great you know, too. The former Ring of Honor. He was commentator there, world champion. <laughs> Those three, honestly, and Beth Phoenix has done really, really well there too um, in NXT. That might be the best announcing team going right now is those three um but yeah i've enjoyed nxt a lot too and then yeah the announcers have been have have, have 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 been sold there but no it's an exciting uh exciting time right now moving uh moving forward man i mean last year at this time do we have anything to talk about outside of just, uh, uh, t-shirts w- oh there's an AEW shirt exists yeah. you know Last year at this time, yeah, we did our last year's Royal Rumble. It was just WWE. It was all we had, really. You know, I mean, it was a little bit, some of the outside stuff, a uh, couple of small outside things. But, yeah, well, there was a whole lot more to talk about, man. Wrestling has uh, got, a, uh, got, got, a, got a real boost over the last year, for sure. Yeah, that's, uh, that's, that's where we're at, and we're better for it. Gives us a, a way to get out of the WWE <laughs> pay-per-view talking into into some more interesting stuff right away. Yeah, no, absolutely, absolutely. Well, yeah, we'll, we'll have to do we'll have to do this again. Maybe we'll try to do this. Uh, we, we, we keep always trying to put a put an extra one of these in there. Um, maybe around Revolution. maybe Revolution. Yeah, we'll see what that card stacks up to be. Because when it's we all don't know done. a whole lot about it. Mm-hmm. There's just a couple. I'd imagine something's going to go on with the tag titles, if not on before that, on that and. You know, they've already got my money based on Cody and MJ. I'll buy it for that. That and Moxley and right. The, and the Jericho ma- and Moxley. It's like you really don't need to say a whole lot more to get me in the door. The two main, one. yeah, the two main events there. As long as those guys are there, I'll you know, uh, and those programs that they've been running, they've been and, and all four of those guys have been so phenomenal. Um, really, since uh, just from the from the inception of AEW, that yeah, they've got my money too. <laughs> I'll yeah. be buying that one as well. Yeah, the, the the spike in the eye last week that was, was great. One of my, oh, <laughs> I, 
I mean, that was incredible. The way, the whole thing. The way they set it up, the way they sold it, the way that this, the whole build up to it. I mean, yeah, no, dad, uh, Jericho knows what he's doing. <laughs> he absolutely knows what he's doing. He knows what, uh, how to book stuff and, uh, uh, and, and absolutely had to, uh, how to draw interest for sure. All right, guys. Well, thanks for joining us. And we'll have those articles like we mentioned uh, next week or following soon thereafter or the following week. Yeah, it'll be in, soon. probably two weeks, not next Thursday, but probably the week after that. We'll, 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 we'll uh, yeah, we'll have uh, 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 Cliff will have an AEW review. I'll have an interview with, uh, with, with, with John Moxley. We'll be sure to plug it everywhere online. And hopefully I'll be back flush with merchandise uh, hanging <laughs> off me. That's the one thing they they may they may let me in the door free, but I do buy merch. <laughs> <laughs> nice, absolutely. Yeah. So we'll we'll have everything on that, and stay tuned. Hopefully, we'll get back with you guys early in or late February. Absolutely. All right. Thanks for listening. See you next time. Just gonna run this dog to see if we can find any type of uh, human remains that are left. Listen to Where Secrets Go to Die, The Disappearance of Derek Hennigan. From the Detroit Free Press, a new podcast set in the woods of Michigan's Upper Peninsula. Available on Apple, Spotify, Freep.com, or wherever you get your podcasts.